Hi, welcome everybody to our latest edition of the CarCast, episode 72. As I'm Owen, he's Sean, and we are trying to figure out how to get on the highway because the lane is blocked. Isn't that something, Sean? What a way to start the CarCast. Oh, wait. It's open. It's the new ramp. It's the new ramp. Sort of. New ramp. A new way to get... It's not well, It's not really a full... This is another temporary one. We're on our way on to 35. The Stars have lost game three, four to three at home to the Blues, just like the Nashville series, but it's really different, isn't it? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's the same spot they were in, but it's. we came out of game three in the Nashville series, and it was a game where I felt the Stars had, they were clearly the better team in game three, and tonight it wasn't a dominant performance in one direction for the Blues, but the Blues were the better team. Slightly. Right. Yes. It, yes. Was, no, they, yeah. it wasn't by much, but they were enough. Yes. Right. Yeah, the, better, they, the better team won, but as opposed to Game Three in the National Series, where the better team did not win. The chances were really close tonight. Uh, let's just sort of do our quick rehash. Yeah. The first goal happened 87 seconds into the game, and as has now held true in four regular season and three playoff meetings, the team that scores first wins the game. Yeah. And. A goal that, uh, you know what, they, Craig Berube looked pretty smart putting Jaden Schwartz on his first line. Doesn't he? And uh, Right away, he gets the goal, yeah. first shift. And it, now, Schwartz scoring shouldn't be a surprise. Schwartz is their leading scorer. He has six in the playoffs now, but still, it's... It's a great deflection. Yeah. It turned a, a felt like a normal nothing shot into a great chance because... Schwartz won the, the net front battle. Now, look, Fadoon's got him tied up, right? Yeah. It wasn't as though he was just standing there and tipped at home, but they got the bounce, yeah. and you have to work to earn those bounces. I don't think it's a lucky goal. I think it's a really good, hard play. Yes. Um, Stars fight back, though, Sean, and there wasn't. There were some chances back both sides in the first period, but not a ton of really grade A, yeah. high-danger ones, mm-hmm. until Spezza sends Radulov the cross-ice feed on the power play to score. I really thought Lindell and Dowling together did a great job to keep that play alive and then work it to Spencer down low. Yeah, it was uh, the only, actually the only power play shot of the game for Dallas. Amazing, isn't it? Like, you go one for four, uh, one for four on the power play with one shot, and um, it was, what happened on that play to me is what the Stars power play is supposed to be, um, as far as... The Stars' power play works at its best when they outwork the other team. Yes. And, and Lindell and Dowling outworked the Blues, and then it set up a play for a great piece of skill from from Spezza to Radulov. And that's what they needed more of on the power play tonight. The second period was a another one where, boy, this was not expected. Wide open. Yes. Chances on both ends. Big saves from both goaltenders. Could have been six six after the second period, but it was two to one because Tyler Bozak scored a poke poke the loose puck home. Yeah, Robert Thomas took a shot that squeezed through the pad and sat behind Ben Bishop, and, and Bozak just was right on the right spot, knocks it in. But it came Sean at the end of a really really long offensive zone possession, and that's what we're seeing when the Blues are getting establishing their puck control in the offensive zone, they are really grinding the cycle on the Stars. Yeah, they're, by the end of the game, the Stars were, were really ground down. It was just, they were, and it's, it's something we'll get to soon, it's kind of a theme of the night where the Blues would get into the zone and they would physically punish the Stars th- throughout the shift. And that's over and over. Over and over again. And 
I think it, it's something where you've noticed it, it's not just the Blues forwards. The Blues defensemen have been very good at contributing offensively and keeping that play going. Um, on that uh, on that Bozak goal before Thomas's shot, that's a great shift, but in play by uh, Vince Dunn of all people, who really kept everything going and, and it really created the, the, the opportunity for the shot for Thomas. Um, it was an interesting period because while you say there were some great saves, I actually thought the Stars' three most dangerous chances, Jordan Bennington didn't have to do much on. So, I'll, let's go through. Yeah, yeah. Long stretch pass from John Clayburg to uh, Yanmark, who I think wasn't quite ready for it. I think he and Klingberg have a great sort of unison of hockey sense because they find each other a lot. But he didn't have the speed and kind of was getting caught, so he had a sort of a sharp angle shot by the end of it. Good save by Bennington. Radulov blows right down Main Street. Great play by Roman Polak, of all people, Mr. Uh, playmaker himself. And Radulov goes to the backhand, and Bennington, I, I thought that was a very good save. I, 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 here's my take on that one. It was a good positional save, but it was one where if you look at the play, and if you look at a typical chance, Radulov scores there 90, 99 out of 100 times. You think so? That many so, times? Yes, because all it was, it, Radulov couldn't get control of a rolling puck. Yes. And Bennington was back so deep into his net. If Radulov gets any elevation at all, that's in the net. And his backhand is so good yes, that he usually yes, does. Yes, so it's, well, he, Bennington made the save. Give him credit for that. That's what I'm saying. It, it right? Whether or not he, it wasn't his best It was, shot. But, but it's one of those where he didn't, Bennington also was a bit lucky on the fact where Radulov couldn't control the rolling puck. Um, I'm not taking anything away. He made the save, but it's a moment where if you're looking at it and you're Bennington the next day, you're like, okay, I can't be that deep in that moment. One of the saves I thought was phenomenal was Ben Bishop on Ryan O'Reilly, yes. who gets free down the right side, cuts across to his forehand, and Bishop made a great pad stop. Yeah. That was another yeah. one of those get-behind-the-deep kind of moments. And then one, another one that stood out in my mind as I'm trying to cycle through these by memory is the Cogliano play. Bishop with an incredible stretch pass over 100 feet. And Cogliano's in on the break, but boy, did Carl Gunnarsson yep. make an incredible recovery. Yeah, and then the other one in the the other one in the first period that should have been a goal is Radulov to Hishkin into Sagan. In the oh, second period. Sorry, sorry, second period. Yep. We're talking second period. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> From Radulov to Hishkin into to Sagan. We're talking about the second period the whole time. What a passing uh, sequence, What right? a passing sequence, and it just misses Sagan's stick by an inch, and that's a goal. That, that, that's a goal right there. Um, There's another one, too, because yeah. same play mirror image, Zuccarello gets free down the right side, throws it across, and Hintz is there on the back door, and he can't turn. Yeah. He's got an open net. Either one of those in, and, and you've got a 2-2 hockey game. Yes. No, so it was... It was, it was a, a lot of opportunities lot of, for lot, both sides. A lot of opportunities. The, the, the St. Louis goalie, Bennington, he was good, but he didn't have to be great because the Stars didn't force him to be great. Interesting. Okay, so you go to the third period, you're down a goal, and the chances dry up. There aren't many for a good 10, 12 minutes. Just mm -hmm. St. Louis is clogging, locking down. The Stars are seemingly looking a little frustrated and maybe out of ideas. And then they get a penalty. Polak gets called for high sticking. His stick comes up on Robert Thomas. And, uh, boy, Sean, the plays by Yanmark and Cogliano to set up the Cogliano shorthanded goal were just sheer will, of, in my opinion. Yeah, it was, uh, it, was it was a... For, it, it demonstrates two things. A, it was just effort, and B, that's why you kill with, with fast players. That yes. is why you put guys like that. Yanmark's effort to get the play down there is great, but then Cogliano having the speed to be in that spot to finish the play, 
that's why you put those the guys extra effort yeah. for yeah. Cogliano yeah. gives to that. And, and yeah. look, we gave Dunn a lot of credit for the play to set up the Bozak goal in the second. Yeah. Uh, I have to give him a, a, a demerit yes. for his play. Why he ends up on his knees and in the crease, completely uh, useless to defend Cogliano's rebound. Yes. Yanmark's coming from a really acute angle. There's no reason for him to worry about anything other than to take that passing lane. Yes. And I thought he took himself out of the play. Going to the ice, um, interesting note, Sean. Very early in the beginning of the preseason, maybe early season, I couldn't remember when it was, but there was a play where Miro went down to one knee in practice. To He did the sort of one knee stick on the ice play to try to block a, a two-on-one pass. And Jim Montgomery scolded him and said, NHL players are too good at so- – every NHL should be able to make that saucer pass. Stay on your feet. Don't take yourself out of the play. And I think that comes – I mean, that was – that was in September. And that's that's the exact opposite of what this franchise was taught under Lady Ruff. Right. They wanted to do the sliding two-on-one play, yes. which I think was a very unnecessary risk when you consider you should trust your goalie to make the save on a shot. Yes. And, I mean, again, different goaltenders too, but, I mean, give your, your goalie a chance to make the save. Yes. So Cogliano scores, and it's... It's 2-2. Mm-hmm. Building's going crazy. Yeah. You feel like, hey, shorthanded goal. You've already had a power play goal. You're in the driver's seat that, to win this that, one. That felt like a moment where Dallas was going to It just felt like, okay, yeah, they've yeah. got it. They are going to win this hockey game now. That was the turning point. Yeah. Still on the power play, St. Louis gets a couple of good shots from uh, Alex Petrangelo, their captain. Bishop makes a great save on a one-timer. Then Petrangelo gets a wrister from the left side, and he hits the post. And it turned out to just be a bit of an omen because – after the power play expires, but the Stars haven't cleared the zone, he ripped one from the left wall that, with a drive-by screen in front, beats Bishop short side high. Yep. Great shot. Disappointing that that one went in from a goalie's perspective? Or is that a hard one to, uh, it's, I, to be critical? Harder to be critical of that one. One that you it's, 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 it's one that you put under... I put it under... It's the type of save that you'd like your goalie to make, but it's hard to assign blame. Sure. That's where I put it. Okay. It's the type of save where you're in the third period of a close playoff game, it's tied 2-2, you'd like you'd like a big game goalie to make that save, but I'm not assigning blame. And, of course, of course the, the shot looked like it sort of arced a little, yeah. just, a, just ever so. I mean, it was a hard shot, but it looked like it just kind of went over the shoulder and dipped into yeah. the corner just a little bit, just yes. dropping it off. A little higher hits the crossbar, and anyway, it went in. So now the Dallas has to find... Yet another, you know, dig deep rally. Yes. And they do. And this time, unlike the second period, Haskinen to Sagan backdoor works and he scores. Uh, just, I mean, boy, all Miro world pass. Great all, all world pass. Like that's. And it's and it's three three. And yeah. you're thinking, okay, well they've done it twice. Yeah. This one surely is going to overtime. Yes. And two and a half minutes later. With just with less than two minutes to go, I think it was minute 38 on the clock. 138, yeah. Pat Maroon takes the puck from behind the net quickly out in front on his forehand and just roofs one to the top left corner. I mean, that's you talk about a sharp angle. That yeah. was incredible. Yeah, tough. It, it's it's a play too. That's and it happened so quickly. Yeah, it, he didn't. I don't. He didn't, he didn't even realize he scored for a minute. It was he was kind of stunned himself that he had gotten it off. I think he was the first guy to respond because it came out of that top corner of the net yeah. so fast. He put his stick up to celebrate. Everybody else was like, "Wait, did yeah. that? Wait, what?" Mm-hmm. I mean, because he and Lindell looked like they kind of got tangled up 
I don't know. I mean, I've, I saw some people tweeting at me saying, hey, that should have been a penalty for interference. I haven't looked at it like five. I've watched the highlight. I haven't really dissected it. It looked more of a of a, a tangle battle that kind of went wrong. It, it shouldn't have been a penalty. Yeah. It, it shouldn't have been a penalty. Um, and well, also, it ended up being the game winner. Yeah. Sarge did get a power play late. Uh, Pareko dumps one into the seats, six on four, forty-three point three, and seconds. they didn't get a quality chance off. You they, have didn't, to, they didn't get a shot. Didn't get a shot. Well, the only yeah. shot of the power play was a Radulov goal. So, yeah. St. Louis, Sean, after blocking only five shots in game two, where Esselindel had six, yep. and by himself, blocked twenty-eight shots tonight. They were all over the shooting lanes, and really showed the commitment. I thought they were. As you said, slightly the better team in the game three win. Yeah. So it, here's the thing that's interesting now, because obviously the circumstances are slightly different, but Stars come out, come back. They have game four at home. Last series against Nashville, game four was probably their best game of the series. I think it was their best game of the series. That game four against Nashville. They came back and they were down. They were down two. To, they were down two to one, and they rebounded and they came out and they uh, and they were able to. They were able to take advantage of it. How yeah. do how do they respond now? That's that's the key question. And I think it's a team that the Stars are a team that were them being down in the series. I don't think it's going to be as much of a mental burden as it could have been for past groups. Agreed. And I also think there's not losing at home doesn't really sting like it could for some other teams. That being said, the Andrew Cogliano, after the Game 1 loss, getting ready for Game 2, said, we have to be the desperate team. We've got to yeah. raise our desperation. I thought the Blues, after losing home ice advantage, yes. were the more desperate team tonight. Yes. Dallas really has to ramp that up because, although it's not panic time, you do not want to go back to St. Louis for Game 5 down 3-1. to one. No, you just you can't. No, no, you can't. Uh, because then that means you have to win three in a row. Now, can it be done? Yes. It can be done. But yes. it really puts the percentages against you. And you want to go into St. Louis in Game 5 tied at two, knowing that even if you lose that one, you can go win a home game and force a Game 7. Not, hey, I'm going to have to go win two games in St. Louis and a home game sandwiched in between. Yeah. Are you ready for lightning round extraordinaire? Let's do it. All right. 14 hours ago. 14 hours Jeff, ago. Jeff writes in, I think this was the earliest submission of a CarCast lightning round Wow! so far in the 72 episodes of the CarCast. Well done, Jeff. Jeff writes in, what Game of Thrones character or characters are the St. Louis Blues? He's trying to get us off topic very early. Game of Thrones. Spoiler refer- or, or alert, if you have not yet seen episode 3 of season 8, which was the Battle for Winterfell, last night's episode, we may or may not talk about it. Yes. That's a weird spoiler because I'm not that saying we're good. If you're thinking of the from a star's perspective, right, mm-hmm. what are the Blues? Are they the Boltons, particularly Ramsey Bolton? Or are they not that vile? Are they the phrase? Finding success, but never really with the most <laughs> outlandish, garish ways of doing it. I don't really see them as the um, as the Lannisters, they, they do it a little more more flashy. Yeah. Are they the uh, Dothraki? Are they big, hulking, brutish, uh, charging, physical, grinded out? The Dothraki charge. I, I think. Are they the Wildlings? I, it's an <laughs> option for you. I, I'm think the way I think the best fit is you have to look at 
who fits the mold as someone who has always been considered somewhat regal, but never good enough to actually be considered the top sure because enough. of 50 years of uh, 50 years of being close, but never really tasting victory at the end. Okay. So who who would fit that best? Stannis Baratheon. But I don't think the Blues are Stannis Baratheon. He has a more too much too much of a legitimate claim to the throne. Um, man, well they've never sat on the throne because they haven't won a Stanley Cup, so they can't be the Targaryens, right? Although the Mad King would be a good combo. Yes. Um, I, mean, I like the Dothraki, right? Yeah. The proud warriors, obviously uh, formidable fo- of opponents, but have never sat on the Iron Throne. Yeah, I think that works. All right, we're going to go with the Dothraki tonight. <laughs> Jordan writes in, why can't 16 play on the power play? It might be nice to see 18. So 16 would be Jason Dickinson. He said it would be nice to see 18 Pitlick instead of 37. That's Dowling. Five on five. Also, 30 needs to play better. I disagree. That's a lot of comments. Okay, so for one thing. Let's start with Dickinson on the power play. I the, the question is what role are we talking about? Because Dickinson is not that wing player. Could he be in the Lindell spot? He could be in the Lindell spot. Yes. So if you're the taking net front or the, the bumper position. So if you're taking if you're taking somebody off the power play, you're putting Dickinson in either the net front spot or the bumper spot because he's not that creator on the wing. Right. Um, him and I have actually talked about that quite a bit. He's tried to play that spot in the AHL and has done very poorly at it. Did he, he feel comfortable? He, he didn't feel comfortable and just couldn't do it. I remember him and I have talked about it quite a bit, and he said. He, we were talking about Travis Moore. He marveled at what Travis Moore is able to do in that spot in the AHL because he says it's something where to play that half wall, to play on that slot, that's something he himself said he doesn't have the vision for. Jason Dickinson, one thing I really like about Jason Dickinson is how honest he is about his game. Yes. And he's very honest about his game. And he said, he said himself to me that he's not that player on the power play. Um, if he's on the power play, he needs to be in that net front spot or in the bumper spot. And I don't see who you I, – I don't see him – I could see you say, okay, let's take Essa Lindell off, but I think Lindell's actually been pretty good in winning pucks in that spot. So um, The only thing Lindell seems to be a little bit of a struggle in that spot is is I don't think maybe just lack of reps or maybe because he's a defenseman and not yeah. a forward. He doesn't have quite the – if he gets a chance to get the quick shot off. Yeah, maybe. And so I could finish it. I, I, I could no, see, no pun intended. I could see Dickinson in that spot. And then to, to follow up and to lead up, because I think this leads into the second part of the question. I know he's talking about Dowling on – while well, well, he was talking about Dowling on the uh, five being, on five. being out for 5-on-5, five five, and I know there's some people on Twitter, and so I'll just address it now. I actually I like Justin Dowling on the second power play unit. I look oh, my at, God, do I, I, I I really like Justin Dowling on the second power play unit. I like what he's done. Um, it's a spot he's really comfortable in. You he had an assist tonight. He had, he had two he unbelievable had, scoring chances yeah. in Game yeah. 2. He had, he had two chances in St. Louis where... If it's a little bit lucky one way or the other, he's got two goals in St. Louis. And I also... You also need to have guys on that in that wing spot that we're talking about on, on the wall who can know how to create from that you spot. You have creative players, yeah. playmakers, not and just guys that are willing to work. And that's something where you need – That's Dowling's that type of player. It looks good with Radulov on the other side yeah. and Miro yeah. at the, at the and, point. And at 5-on-5, five five, you're talking about would 18 be better than 37? I, I, I don't think – He's not a center. He's not a center, and so you're saying move Spezza. I mean, I'm Jordan. I guess yeah. saying move Spezza back to the middle. 
mm-hmm. and put in Pitlick instead of Dalek. I think it's a mistake because what's the one thing that Tyler Pitlick hasn't been doing? Nothing against him, but he hasn't been playing a lot of special teams. No, he hasn't played any special And teams. if you have a guy on your fourth line who's going to play limited five-on-five five minutes, although that line played quite a bit tonight. I thought they were good because, enough. I, again, I actually thought they were pretty good enough. Janmark, Dowling, and Spezza have had some really good shifts in this series. Yeah. So... Um, so I disagree on that. 30 knee split bear. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't think tonight's loss is on Ben Bishop, but you'd like to see him come up with a couple more saves. Again, like you said, Sean, I think the team in front of Bennington was better than Bennington himself. Oh, yes, I agree. All right, moving on. Sam writes, Sean, you're right. I hate him. But I don't. I, I don't know. Uh, parentheses, also outside of their goals, I thought Sagan and Radulov were invisible for large stretches tonight. Who do I hate? Who do we hate? I don't know. (laughs) He's responding to you, but he didn't reply to you. So I couldn't see what you initially said. So he hates somebody. Okay. Uh, Somebody on the blues, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. All right. Galvagus, Dr. Dash. (laughs) So far, the series is mirroring the 2011 World Series, which is still a nightmare for all DFW sports fans. If the Stars win games four and five, like I fully expect them to, how would the Stars prevent an utter disaster in game six like what befell the Rangers? Well, first of all, if they win games four and five, they'll have... A three to two lead with a chance to clinch in Game Six, or at worst, have an elimination Game Seven in St. Louis. So I don't think that is quite the same comparison because Game Six for the 2011 series was uh, for the Rangers way different. Yeah. So I'd say no. By the way, this is the car cast. Do we really want to go deep into baseball tonight? No, and I'm not. I'll, I'll admit I don't know enough about the 2011 World Series to well, talk about. Well, obviously the Rangers lost to the Cardinals. Yes, yeah, so yeah. I, it's I. That's where the comparison dies. I think. Yeah, I. Dallas. So, um, Brad Gibson writes in interference on the maroon goal question mark. No. Um, also, the other thing is, if you're Essa Lindell and you're going down early, you're not getting the benefit of the doubt after getting called for diving earlier in the game. There's another question later about that. We'll come back to that because I saw it, but I haven't found it yet. Alan writes in, does Fadoon play in game four? Would we gamble on Heater, I think he's talking about Hetherington, or Bayreuther if Alexiak can't play? The answer to the first question is, yes, Fadoon will play in game four. The The second part of your question is, a Dylan Hetherington is like twelfth on the depth chart. There's, there's Hanley's probably the first. The man first, in. the first man in is Joel. Is, that. Yeah, right. the first man in would be Joel Hanley. Then after that, it would be Gavin Bayreuther. Then after that, it might be Julius Honka. Might, possibly might be, be. Might be. Then after that, it might be Dylan Hetherington. Yes. Um. Yeah. There. No. It's it's Taylor Fadoon. They trust. They while he has had a rough series, they trust him more than. They trust him more than yep. they trust AHL players who have called up. And that's that's not a knock against Hanley and Beirut. That's just a factor. They haven't played an NHL game in months. So. By the way, Austin wrote the same sort of similar things about Fadoon feeling like he's a bit outmatched physically and that the Stars' three big bodies on defense that are hurt and missing. Yeah. I'm talking about Mathot, Johnson, and now Alexiak, they're hurt. Yeah, no, and, and the other thing, too, is Fadoon uh, – I'm sorry uh, – Hanley and Bayreuther don't don't are don't bring a level don't bring a level of physicality or they don't have bring the size that that makes up for something Fadoon doesn't have and Dylan Hetherington and this is not to, to knock the guy Dylan Hetherington is too slow for the NHL I yeah. guess that is I guess I am knocking him You're but knocking. I'm knocking him but he's too slow for the NHL coming in hot so <laughs> all right let's ask a question so you can make sure to navigate this chat yeah. properly um, Andrew writes in how bad of 
we were talking about Lindell earlier. How bad of a reputation does Lindell get after tonight's antics? Does this hurt him both short term and long long term? Um, does it hurt him? <sighs> it's here's the thing. The first time he fell down on the cross check by Bortuzzo, I thought it was a legit cross check. I well, think you know, maybe it was three legit cross checks and three legit dives. You think the th- first one was? I thought the the second and third maybe he was trying okay, to, to draw. We, we, we can we can go to the tape on the first one. I don't the second the, and third the one. Third one after the whistle was really bad. Was that he was can't got up smiling. But yeah. that being said, Bortuzzo threw him an angry cross check after the whistle. How the referees don't t- tag him for that is crazy because there's no place for making physical contact with an opponent after the whistle. Period. But yet they they let it go. I I, I do think if. I think if Bertuzzo throws the cross check, that third cross check after the whistle, and Lindell just falls and braces himself instead of like maybe goes to a yeah, knee and, and, or, and, and, or just and, and, fumbles. instead of falling the way he did, I think Bertuzzo gets the extra two. But I think that point where the yeah. referee says, "Look, you already got one. We're not gonna, you, we're not gonna give you, we're not gonna, you can't sell it again." So does it hurt? Does it hurt his reputation? I'm sure it's something. We live in a Twitter age. I'm sure people will bring it up now on Twitter in the future. Um, will referees remember it? Probably. <laughs> will referees remember it? Maybe these two will. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna. Be, I don't yeah. think the book is gonna be out on Esselin. No, you have this. to do it more than yes. that to more than one instance in thirty seconds. So, couple questions about starting Hudobin over Bishop. No, uh, no, no, it's not happening. So let's get to something silly. Ardell writes in, "Who's the better skater between the two of you?" <laughs> um. It depends on what type type of skates you're wearing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If it's hockey's player skates, yeah. If it's goalie <laughs> skates, Sean's got me by a mile because I've never actually worn goalie skates. It would it would be awkward. Also, it, it's different. If I put on goalie gear, I would look like a floundering beach whale if I went down. Right. I could stand up fine. As soon as I went down, I put on goalie gear once when I was in college. Now, admittedly, I'm a better skater now than I was then even, but. I had never played goalie, and I was playing with player skates, which is not ideal. Mm-hmm. Well, that's and not ideal. I'm also a soccer goalie, so everything is with you lead with the hands. In, in, in to be a butterfly goalie, it's lead with the feet, right? Mm-hmm. You get down in the butter. It's not a position I'm naturally used to with mm-hmm. my knees and all that. So it wasn't very conducive. I dove a lot with my hands, like head first, and so then when you're, you're on your stomach, and when you're not used to getting up and recovering as a goalie. It's really hard in heavy old pads to get back up quickly, right? Yes. I could make the first save. Let's put it this way. The second one was not pretty. <laughs> um, so I think that answers the question. Anything to add on, on the skating prowesses? No, just I, it's, I'm the rare human that learned how to skate in goalie skates. Like, and there are a few. There, there are, there's yeah. some NHL goalies that like to go out and skate in their goalie skates because they've used to it and they're more comfortable and all yeah. that. Uh, Court, we're, we're down to the end here, which is great. We don't have to sit in front of your house for 45 minutes. <laughs> Court writes in, why do I keep driving to Dallas to watch the Stars lose? No, really, which is wor- a worse choice? A mi- at midnight, bacon, cheeseburger, or just plain old empty carbs? What, what would you classify as empty carbs? Wait, is the bacon cheeseburger the empty carbs, or are we talking about... I mean, bacon cheeseburger sounds delicious right it, now. It really does. I, I don't need to eat one, and I won't. No. Empty carbs, I mean, are you talking about a pile of fries, a plate of pasta, bread. I mean, isn't a bacon cheeseburger... Well, empty carbs could be uh, hopefully not while she's driving, right? Mm-hmm. The liquid carbs. Yeah, don't do that. Let's not do also, that. Also, don't throw beers onto the ice. 
Yeah, what was that? I didn't see the altercation. I saw the aftermath, but from our booth, the bottom of the scoreboard comes right basically to the top of the glass behind. Okay. The, so we couldn't see the fans. It seemed to be quite a a ruckus going on behind the Blues bench. I don't what know did if, you see? I don't know if it made it onto the ice or just the bench, but a uh, an adult beverage was tossed. It and looked like somebody was toweling off, like one of the trainers. Yeah, it, like they had, it, been, had beer it, poured on them. An adult beverage was tossed. Um, and then that, then the, the Which thrower, is ridiculous, by the yeah, way. Then the thrower uh, tried to uh, resist removal from the usher. So it led to a slight, I don't want to say scuffle, but just a slight, like, shoving. Scrumble? Not not as far as a scrumble, but... Okay, so there was some angriness. Yeah, there's some, some angriness. Anger. Yeah. Um, that's about it. And also, the Blues bench, like... That's not, like, between Barube and, and Steve Ott, like, that's a group of coaches. There's some that, toughness. Like, there's, yeah. some, there's some coaches that you probably, you don't want to do that, you, you, you wouldn't be, uh, you wouldn't want to end up in a bar fight with. I agree with that. Uh, be smart about it. Okay, one last one that okay. just came in. So, Christopher, you lucked out by the matter of seconds. I think Fadoon, Lovejoy, and Polak have been chasing opposition attacks all playoff. Do you see? Do you guys see this as well? A healthy Alexiak and Bayreuther would be a marked improvement. What about 13 forwards Gurianov in parentheses and 5D? Thanks. That would be very unconventional. You 13 five. Would be I have quite never seen 13 and five in the starting lineup. I've seen um, never by design. I've seen it in. Uh, I, I've seen. Well, it. frankly, I've seen 12 and five if a defenseman leaves hurt. Yeah, but no. I've never ever seen 13. And I, five. I, I've seen 13 five because of injury where they like lack of players where they put a forward at defense. Oh, like, okay. That, yeah, that yeah. Was, okay. That was, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I've yeah. seen that once yeah. or twice. Yes. But ne- but again, they were playing as a defenseman for yes. that game. Not yes. hey, we're gonna only dress yes. five defensemen. I think it was work. last time I saw that. I think it was San Antonio did it against Texas. Like did Jason Dickinson do that in the AHL. In the OHL, he did oh, that in the okay, OHL. but not in the pros. He never did that in pros. No. Yeah. Um, uh, I've seen defensemen skate as a. 12 forward on the fourth line. No. Uh, Alexiak famously has done that a couple of times yeah. in the past. Um, I don't think that's Actually, a very good idea. So the thing is, Alexiak would, if Alexiak was healthy, I thought he was very good in the first round. I did too. Like, I thought he was good in his role. Well, after the first two games, yeah. he came in and looked like he had locked in that spot yeah. for a bit. So, and he is day-to-day, but hasn't skated in... We haven't seen hide nor hair of him since game six. No, no. And there was, I, unless I missed something, Sean, there was nothing about... Game six that stood out as an obvious injury. No, even when I rewatched it, I looked for something. He couldn't find anything. And could have been a muscle pull, maybe. Possibly. I mean, I'm, I'm speculating. I have no knowledge of what it's it just is. lower body, and that's all we've been told. And right. who knows? It might not even be lower body. It's the playoffs. It's could be mid body. Could be and, upper and, body. And the could other be out of body. The other thing too that tells you the most that it's not day to day in the traditional sense, as in he might play tomorrow, is he didn't travel. Yeah, like he didn't travel to St. Louis. When you don't travel, that says, right. that says quite a bit because that means they had no intention of him playing in Game One and Two. Right. I mean, it wasn't yeah. wasn't going to be ready for yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. So. So. Um. It would be great. I mean, look from the net front battle around the side of his their own net, they could use his size. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think Bayreuther is a. To me, if you're bringing Bayreuther in for Fadoon, it doesn't really. Change. You're looking for offense. Yeah, it doesn't really change much, um, and so I don't, I, I don't see a, uh, I, I don't, I don't see that change happening. Um, it's not going to happen. 
now, just, I guess it's something the Stars hope doesn't happen, but if there was another injury, that's when you get to that fascinating discussion. By the way, Court sent us a follow-up with a picture of what looks like a Whataburger milkshake, perhaps. It's a huge, it could just be a soda. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, that could very well be your late-night calories. I'm all in favor of a, of a milkshake from yeah. any establishment. Nothing wrong with that. You want to get some empty carbs as you're driving home? There's your answer right there. I would say empty calories, right? Yes, yes. Who knows how many carbs are in a milkshake? I mean, somebody does. I don't. Somebody does. They might be. They actually have these things called nutrition facts. Right. I mean, it's probably <laughs> readily accessible. I'm yeah. not going to Google it right now during the middle of the car cast. No, we you don't. know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go home and go to bed because in less than 12 hours, we have to be back downtown for media availability and stars optional practice. And in less than 10 hours, I have to be on the ticket for a couple of spots with the Normandy invasion. So uh, got to drive home, get some sleep and get back up. Yeah. For those who listen to this type of thing. No practice open to the public tomorrow. Don't go out to Frisco. Um, right. You can. You can, you but there, there, won't, it won't be very there won't be anyone Black there. Black Ace skate down there? Up there, maybe? Maybe. Uh, I haven't seen the Black Aces in a while. It's possible. They're there somewhere. I think they skated there today, actually. So it's possible it's they could possible, be It's possible, but we don't know that. Um, there, There's your, your deep uh, scouting. Yeah. You want to go find the extras. Yeah. <laughs> see, <laughs> see where Julius Honka is. <laughs> All right. Oh my god. Episode 74 is in the bag. 70 or sorry, 72. 72. 73 coming up on Wednesday night, the late night. Late night. We will one. be much later than tonight, 12:20. We, we will be much later oh. and it'll be uh so everyone have a wonderful night and uh we will uh speak again after game uh 4. Yeah, it's time to bring Arya Stark back into it for game 4. <laughs>